Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Friday, May 7th, 2021, and today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Uh, download the app and join us Thursdays at 5 o'clock to get in on the action at Locker Room, changing the way that we talk sports. Uh, we've got a pretty good episode for you guys today, a little bit of a smorgasbord. We've got some comments from Bobby Ryan about whether or not he wants to come back to the Red Wings, what caused his season-ending injury. Uh, we have got a, a pretty good piece from our friend Pat Caputo at 97 won the ticket about why this Red Wings season was a uh, massive disappointment. Uh, and we've also got, how do you feel about it Friday? We're also going to prepare you guys uh, with a full you know, understanding of what to, what to root for this weekend because with the lottery going on uh or the the lottery out's going to be set in just a couple days uh going into the final weekend of hockey we want to make sure that you guys know who to root for why to root for them uh and all that good stuff i am detroit sports editor noel bianchi with me today is a kidney stone survivor and a longtime red wings fan it is ethan smith he is back welcome back ethan hi Thank you for having me. How's it going? And we've also got Scotty Bentley here, host of the Bentley Show, uh, Detroit Sports Encyclopedia, and our co-host here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty, how are you today? I'm great, man. I, I watched one of the uh, one of the worst baseball games I've ever watched in my life earlier today, and now we're uh, over here. So, yeah. Well, that'll get you uh, prepared to talk about two of the worst hockey games we're probably ever going to see in our life with two teams in the Detroit Red Wings and Columbus yeah. Blue Jackets fighting for a uh, massive pole position in the Central Division to be last place uh, so they can have the best draft lottery odds. Uh, the final final game day podcast of the season. How does it feel, boys? I'm, I'm pretty sad about it, frankly. It's sad to see it go, but uh, I'm happy to watch it leave. How does that, is that? It's a great Lil Wayne lyric, by the way. Yeah. Great, great Lil Wayne lyric in there. Yeah. Yeah. I I, uh, a soccer team. Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Exactly. Just uh, (laughs) fantastic. (laughs) I'm, I'm, (laughs) I, uh, I, yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's nice to have, you know, like games to talk about and stuff, but yeah, it's definitely not, um, I'm excited for next year. I'm excited for next year. Yeah. This was a big like process year and yeah. it, what made it Pretoria. like worse than, or not worse, but like different than other years is like other years. I mean, like you still don't know what this rebuild is going to entail. You don't know who all the major players are going to be. And we pretty much know most of that now. Like I, I, I really do believe that a lot of the guys in the system uh, are guys who will be here yeah, somewhat long-term. So um this was definitely a transitionary year and they have a chance realistically, like Scott, me and you were doing the tankathon spins. I think we did like, we did like 10 spins just to make up for lost time. They finished sixth, eight times, or they finished like six, six times, seven, four times. And then first one time, yeah. uh, which is about right. Um, 
but that's that's the reality of the situation today they are currently sitting fifth and uh that can change realistically i don't know how they do the tiebreakers but if new jersey who is currently beating uh the islanders and we'll actually have an update uh on that game for you before this game is over because they're close to the end of the third period right now but if new jersey beats the islanders tonight they will be tied for with the the red wings in points at 45 they will be tied with the red wings in regulation wins at 15 and they will also have two games left on their schedule so it'll be kind of a fight to the finish uh from that front and then on the flip side they've got columbus who's directly one point uh above them in the standings but columbus only has 12 regulation wins so you need to finish firmly with less points than they do um Basically, when it comes to Columbus, what you really want is to lose one in regulation and uh, you won't be able to catch catch Columbus. Yeah, that's um, it's always interesting because throughout this whole season, you know, we, we kind of talk about the 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 fans that just want us to lose every week, then you get into like this last weekend. You're like, all right, like <laughs> we should probably yeah. lose. Yeah, yeah. It's, probably, it's probably a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, but knowing the Red Wings, it's always finishing the season on a high. And it's going to be like, oh, yeah, we're so ready for next year now. Ready win, man. <laughs> ready win. I have no idea what to make of Vancouver because as it stands right now, they have about nine games left in their schedule. They only have four less points than the Red Wings, which is not a lot to grab in that time. But they've also lost six straight in three of their last ten. Well, uh, I'm, seven I'm looking, of their last ten. So. I'm looking at – um they're playing the Oilers. There's 12 minutes to go on the first. They're up three nothing, and they have three shots on goal. That's beautiful. That sounds about right. That it sounds like that's the, perfect. Uh, Crazy. <laughs> perfect. Not that doesn't sound right for the Canucks. That sounds about right for the Oilers and what is presumably going to be their playoff fate. Yeah. Yep. Well, Connor McDavid's not gonna be able to play 30 minutes a night. Um. Man. The good news is you cannot catch. You, you likely won't catch Ottawa because Ottawa right now, they have uh, three games left. They're on kind of a heater. They're seven, two, and one in their last 10. Um, they're two points ahead of you. They have more regulation wins than you. You can't catch them on that front. So you're going to end up basically having to, to sweep Columbus and have Ottawa lose out their last three games to make that happen, which mm, possible, possible, or, 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 or just one. I mean, if the Red Wings, yeah, I don't know. They'll have to sweep and then have Ottawa lose two, or uh, if they only win one and Ottawa only wins one, then they'll be tied. But uh, Ottawa has the the regulation wins tiebreaker, which in this case drops them lower in the uh, in the lottery. There. Any any final thoughts, boys? I don't think You're they're gonna catch. I, I don't think math they're gonna guy catch. Today. Uh, I know, right? It's not very often. <laughs> Got to use it all in one. Uh, you know go uh, <laughs> uh i would say the team that they they really it's unlikely that they catch but honestly who knows because at this point in, in the game like really anything can happen like you're looking at a scenario where i think as low as they can go is ninth like if san jose loses out the red wings sweep their last two games they're going to finish with 49 points i don't know i mean that that puts them in contention to stay ahead of Calgary and Los Angeles too, but Calgary is missing a lot of games and uh, LA is um, right there with them. A, a good yeah. Team. So yeah. not, not, not a good team, but not, not a 
god awful team, which um, is what we're comparing here. So that is that is your viewing guide. You're going to root for uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets to beat the Red Wings. You're going to root for the Vancouver Canucks to beat the Oilers uh, tonight, and then they've got the Jets on Monday or starting on Monday. And then uh, who else are we rooting for? Rooting for Ottawa and New Jersey. Um, yeah, Vancouver as well. So New Jersey plays uh, the Islanders again on Saturday, and then they play the Flyers on Monday. And what's interesting is that the Red Wings season is over on Saturday, so we'll kind of have some games on Monday that uh, won't necessarily be playoff games, but they'll feel like it um, <laughs> because you know you'll you'll need them for the Red Wings to get that that home field advantage in the draft. So <laughs> that home draft yeah. advantage. Right? Yeah. Uh, so that, that is what we are rooting for this weekend. What about players? Like who, uh, just, just to kind of put a bow on this, uh, Joe Valeno, like he, he's really the only guy out there who, who anybody is, uh, Adam Ernie bill. I mean, yeah. What is this? All, always Adam Ernie is the, uh, <laughs> the de facto player to watch. Uh, Robbie Fabry's done for the year that became official, uh, yesterday, I believe. So, uh, just a little news on that as well. Um, yeah. Why don't, why don't we take it over to our dramatic reading of the 97, the, the beautiful 97 one column right after this from Wealthfront. Stonks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Team up with Wealthfront instead. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized just for you in minutes. There's no manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash lockdown NHL. All you need is $500 to get you started. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com slash lockdown NHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T.com slash lockdown NHL to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash lockdown NHL and get started today. Aronik with the empty net. He's good at it. He's good at it. He hits it. He's the best at it. It's three to one. All right, boys, we are back at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast here. Segment two, uh, go follow us on Twitter. L at L O underscore Red Wings. Uh, press that subscribe button. It's the only way to make sure that each and every morning when you wake up, there's a fresh episode waiting for your morning commute. I will say, unless there's some weird stuff that's been going on with our publishing episodes lately, which has been happening. I'm very, very sorry that there was not an episode on Wednesday. There was supposed to be an episode on Wednesday and then another episode on Thursday. It was going to be a two-parter. The Wednesday one never ended up getting posted. And um, so we ended up kind of just posting them uh, both as a two-parter on Thursday. Me and Scott went over our uh, top 10 big boards for the draft. So be sure to go check that out. If you have a, uh, a draft interest, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like my reading and my articulation is on point today. A lot of days I come on here and I like I'm marble mouth, but not today. Um, feeling good, after, feeling great. after the uh, after the second take of the intro, I would agree with you. Yeah. That was not yes. marble mouth. That was me. We're going to expose the you. We're going to expose you. Literally man. yelling we're... the wrong gate. Just today it is, is the Thursday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And 
Today is a day, and we're recording. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're having a lot of fun with that. I uh, I wanted to talk to you guys before we get to the the ninety seven one column, uh, because we got some quotes from Bobby Ryan. He said that he would love to come back to Detroit. Uh, quote from him is, I don't know how many times I can reiterate it. It's just an incredible place to play. He also added that he got robbed of the true experience of getting to play here with the, uh, the pandemic and the injuries that everybody had had and, and things like that. I mean, that, yeah, that'd be nice. I, I, uh, I think, I don't know. I think it would probably be understood again, as most people thought it kind of was last year, if he came back that, you know, if he stays healthy and, and puts together a productive first half that uh that he would probably be flipped but i mean yeah i'm down with that did did he see the pre-pandemic uh attendance i mean maybe i mean just he i think he was just talking like in general oh okay yeah <laughs> fair. fair enough fair. what Bring else you back. got to say I mean, I'd be, be, be down to have him back. I thought he was a good part of the team. Obviously, the team loves him, too. That's so. that's all these episodes with Ethan are just me trying to hold his feet to the fire after he says some dumb shit. Um, <laughs> an interesting thing is, is Helene St. James brought up like that. Like, and and I kind of want to take this back a second, because do you guys remember? I can't even remember what game it was. It might have been one of like the second, third, fourth games of the season. And they were talking to Bobby Ryan and they were like, what made you pick Detroit? And he was like. Steve Eiserman and and the team was like two and two at that point. And like, right, yeah. I, I just, I just remember like a feeling around that team that hadn't been around there in a long time. And obviously it was a super small sample size and you should never get excited about starting whatever and whatever in your first two, three, four games. And I get that, but um, just the way he was talking about it and, and the excitement and how different the team looked and how fresh everything felt like that was to me, honestly, one of the moments of the season, like a very underrated moment of the season, because it wasn't necessarily something that happened on the ice. But I remember like feeling around that time, like, oh, it feels like something's changing here. Something's and gonna, something good's going to happen. Yeah. And and I mean, it did. It didn't get worse. It wasn't as bad as last year. And, and Helene St. James kind of asked him, like, did you guys feel like you were building something in training camp? And he said, absolutely. And he said, it got taken from them very quickly because of COVID. And then the Bertuzzi injury, uh, he said, quote, when you can't ice a full lineup, it kind of made it tough to get into rhythm uh, with the lineup with your new line mates uh, and stuff like that. So um, I, I, and you know, we, I came on this, this show, maybe at the beginning of this week, where I talked about how I didn't know what to make of some of the stats that they put up against Nashville and Chicago and Dallas and figuring out how to try and balance them against the other three teams in the division. But um, I, I think that like, as long as guys like him are around, like I feel good about where the team is. Like if Bobby Ryan is, is one of the veteran voices in the room, I feel good about where the team is. Yeah, that's you know, fair. If, you're, if you want to just look at, one where this team how this team is building this year before we were decimated by injuries and the players that are coming up after this year like you have to feel good about this team Mm -hmm. like there's there's when are we going to get into this pat caputo thing because i I, is it going to be a very dramatic read from you can you do it in his voice (laughs) 
If you could do it in his voice, I'd be very impressed. Hey, okay. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Please. That was that was quick and rather uh, unfulfilling, don't you think? The Red Wings <laughs> season will end Friday and Saturday in Columbus. And truthfully, we I'm not going to do it in the whole thing. And truthfully, <laughs> we don't know much more about their future than when the 56-game in-division-only schedule began uh mr caputo begins dylan larkin was named the red wings captain a sacred position in this town and subsequently had his worst season since offering a sophomore jinx although we don't know what to what degree he may have been hindered by injury there's growing sentiment this is this is a, one of the first uh mile markers where we need to stop there is growing sentiment that larkin isn't a bona fide first or second line center and perhaps would benefit from shifting to wing where his exceptional speed could be better utilized. I have not heard that sentiment coming anywhere. And I will let you guys speak in a second, but the the sentence that he follows us up with is crazy. Center is a severe issue. General manager Steve Eisman must address because the organization is alarmingly void of talent and depth down the middle. Then why would you take your best center and move him to the wing? <laughs> Can somebody answer me that? <laughs> well one i haven't heard anybody say he's not a bona fide second line center yeah at all yeah and to top it all off, there there's debate about whether he's a first but yeah he's a second would, line center yeah. for sure <laughs> he already is jesus christ it's uh does he not he just doesn't know any any prospects between besides Raymond and Sider. That's blatantly obvious. Yeah. I mean, I, I well, so the, the criticism of the center depth in terms of like organizationally and the prospect list is like fair, like Joe Valeno, Michael Rasmussen, uh, Niederbach, maybe outside of that, like it's, it's, I don't know. I, I, I do get that as a concern, but, but Demoting Larkin to a third line center to do it is just is banana town. I don't know about you guys, but um, well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like all right. It's absurd. All right. Well, there. All right. We got one second or one sentence later till we have to stop again. So we're going to continue on. Tyler Bertuzzi missed most of the season with injury. That's literally a fact. The Anthony Mantha contract was a mistake. That's a, that's absurd. That's, that's literally absurd. objectively wrong. Do you because see, without like, God? No, without without giving him that was the one that made me the most mad when I read the whole thing before we got on. Like that that makes quite literally no sense. Without without Mantha, we don't get the two picks and Verana. That it doesn't that seems awesome to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm like <laughs> like I, I just don't understand how how that's even a, a, a possible thing to say. We're not paying it. It's not like we're, we retained all of it to make this trade happen. We're, I, I don't understand the logic at all. It's, it's and, completely beyond me. And not to mention, he's a guy that every single NHL team thinks can score 30 goals a year. Mm-hmm. And you got right right four years yeah. at under $6 million. Yeah. How right. the hell is that a mistake? And That's I tell you what, 26. He's also if, 26. If that was a bad contract in any way, shape, or form, there's absolutely zero chance that Richard Ponick, never mind those picks, 
are coming back the other way. Like if, if, because those picks are going the other way, if that's the case, you can't, you can't like, I don't know what uh, Caputo's opinion was of the trade in general, but like, I don't know how you can look at that and the assets that changed hands there and say for a second that it was a mistake because look what it got you. Yeah. It makes no, uh, yeah. That makes the logic is absolutely not even close to there. So uh, this was a season of opportunity to varying degrees for the last batch of first round picks by former GM Ken Holland, Evgeny Sveshnikov, Dennis Chalowski, Michael Rasmussen, Philip Sedina, and albeit briefly, Joe Valeno. The kind of way to describe the potential they displayed is underwhelming. I think that is unfair to everybody except for... I think that's unfair to say. I, I, I think that Evgeny Sveshnikov underwhelmed because the way he played didn't earn himself a lot of playing time this year at times, and he did score when he got out there, but clearly there was a reason why he wasn't getting put back in the lineup. Dennis Chalowski, I think, looks like an improved player this year. He has been an improved player down in the AHL. Michael Rasmussen has been getting his shoulders massaged by Mickey Redmond every every game because of the way he's developed. Phillips Adina, I think, is despite his scoring numbers, maybe the biggest bright spot to come out of the Red Wings this season. And Joe Valeno, albeit briefly, has had a great start to his NHL career. So I just that that is uh, making a lot of blanket statements is is the without like going and showing his work on how he got there. You know. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of like, um, like people that will say, like you said, like super like blanketed statements or super like, like, uh, like soft statements that, that, like you said, not, I'm just really repeating what you said, but like that haven't, that, uh, I don't want to say don't know what they're talking about. Cause that's way too big of an insult, but like that don't, haven't gone in, in depth enough to really understand that that's, that, that, that just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, so he says red, red flags. <laughs> this, this is a nice piece of creative, creative Liberty here. Red, red flags are flying everywhere. Not the kind that used to adorn vehicle hoods during the Red Wing salad days. This rebuild is even more challenging than initially thought. I don't think that is the case. Larkin and defenseman Philip Ronick, who has for the most part been a bright spot, share the team lead in points with just 23. Larkin had one power play goal and just five assists. Ronick has only two goals, both empty netters. This is the first time that he goes in on any sort of stat, and it seems to be the most arbitrary stats possible. Ronick provides some hope, although he has uh, become increasingly overwhelmed after accumulating so much ice time this season under very trying circumstances. I actually do agree with that. So does Jacob Verona, the flashy winger the Red Wings received in the Mantha deal. He had a four-goal game, which in this era is of Red Wings hockey equates to Miracle on Ice 2.0. However, Verona's puck possession numbers have been profoundly disappointing as a wing. I assume he just Googled this Corsi because this Corsi 4 is not very good. I'd say like 42% right now. Um, but the fact of the matter is, like, this guy is a goal scorer. That is what he is going to be paid to do. And uh, he's a point per game player on this awful team. Yeah. I don't like and he, he and he says his course numbers aren't good. All yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, this would all look much worse if not for the stellar performances by veteran goaltenders Jonathan Bernier and Thomas Grice. They have held up remarkably well considering the bombardment that they have endured. Like, just completely neglects the fact that uh, Grice was bad for most of the season. Again, not not something that is like necessarily 
important, but he's just not giving context to literally anything. If I were to read this, I would think that Thomas Grice start to finish the man and that that was not the case. It is what it is. He turned this game around. We're all really happy for him and happy he's here. But to say that Thomas Grice has held up remarkably well all season when he has been dead last in the league in goal save below expected, uh, just seems interesting. Didn't Google that. Said, doesn't this scream <laughs> like he forgot to write a book report? Yes, I was, yes. I was thinking like, that. Yeah, it was due in two hours, and he's yeah. like, "Oh, type, 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 type." I'm mad. Have a good yeah. night. Yeah. Uh, but like he 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 has a word count that he needs to reach. And so he's not like going in on anything specific. He's just kind of like, and then there was an, uh, a chapter where Tom Sawyer and his friend, they're supposed to create a fence, <laughs> but they didn't. And that was extremely disappointing because Tom Sawyer is a young man and young men are supposed to do what they're told. Uh, it's a <laughs> dude. One time I wrote a, a book report for Tom Sawyer and I watched the movie instead and the movie and the book and drastically different. And um, in the movie, uh, <laughs> Injun Joe, falls down a hole uh and that's not and that's not what happens in the book and he just circled <laughs> it and said this is not what happened uh it was pretty good it's increasingly obvious why eisman is banking as much draft capital and salary cap space as possible as if it wasn't obvious because that's before. what every rebuilding yes. team does yes. okay <laughs> and it, wait 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 he actually he explains it oh, it increases God. the odds he will hit in the draft it leaves really? more room for acquisitions when the Red Wings are in need of adding long-term pieces from other organizations. The room that you would that sorry, this is me taking a quick sidebar here. The room that you would need would be the veteran players who he has not really done anything with for better or worse. So this is like again, this a is weird, like a weird just stating say. like blatantly like the sky is blue. Is that a sentence in there? Yeah. Like we're just like <laughs> stating blatantly obvious things that everyone knows. There will be very few players from this team on future Red Wing squads expecting accelerated roster turnover, especially when normalcy returns after the pandemic. The best part of this season is Eisman's first two drop draft picks uh, displayed much promise in Sweden. They were rated as the first and third best pro- NHL prospects by TSN. Winger Jonathan Berger and a Holland picks excelled in Sweden as well at a young age versus AHL caliber competition. Sider and Hronik are both right-handed shots and should beginning next season lead the two dot defensive pairings wings winger is better positioned than center for Eisenman, but there are no goalies developing in the red wing system remotely close to the nhl level again i somewhat agree with that i don't know how many years off petrozelli might be but i mean he's like in 22 23 now so but, yeah hey let's he could be he's remotely close like whatever Eisenman has to decide whether to bring back blashill whose biggest fault has been a has whose biggest fault has been not being able to turn water into wine, but it might be the right time for change. The Red Wings treaded water this season and it was disappointing all. And while it was fun to have hockey back in town after such a long wait, it was nonetheless a forgettable season during which the bad outweighed the good. No shit. The bad outweighed the good. They were yeah, a man, losing like team. That. They had the worst season in salary cap history a season ago. They didn't make, that many substantial additions that were above replacement level additions. Like right. this is I'm exactly not sure what you were expecting, what we thought was going to happen. I, right. I said, I would deem the season a massive success. And I've said this since in the summer that this season would be a success if they could get up to like fifth worst team in the league, because like, it's just not good to get your ass kicked like that two years in a row. And they came out this year, 
They fought a lot better. They stayed in a lot more games. And regardless of how they got there, having those wins in that column is a massive confidence booster to a group of young players who are still trying to find their way in the league. I just think from all, from all angles of this, it's just a ridiculous, ridiculous thing, but it was firing people up the other night. So I kind of want to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't really understand what he, he makes it sound like we were supposed to be like a 500 or better like team. Like, yeah, this is, I think every single fan of this team was very aware of the season we were about to enter. I, I don't know. I, I feel like if, if this, if we have an, an identical season next year, like then, then like this probably has a lot of valid, um, a lot more valid points, but I, I just don't really understand the timing of it. I, I don't really know of anyone that follows the wings with, with, um, uh, like relatively closely that expected them to be any better than like <laughs> what a, we got. Yeah. Oh, if man. I was a public school English teacher who majored in Red Wings facts and whatever, <laughs> I would give that report a, a D plus. And, and, <laughs> and send him to summer school yes. where he has to watch the game film. I, I would yeah, put see me at the top of his paper and say, actually, actually he, yeah, <laughs> he doesn't have to watch this year's game film. He has to watch the 1920 game film i think honestly i think one thing that did happen is we were so far removed from the most recent period of hockey that like we forgot how truly bad it was and there were times where it started to get like a little bit bad this season and they it just none of it was in the grand scheme of things remotely close to what this team endured last year like last year they had like multiple losing streaks of more than five seven games that was, yeah. that was like two that were like I think they had bad, two over ten. Bro. It was bad, man. It was um, real bad. But anyways, that was a lot of fun. We're going to how do you feel about it Friday? We're going to loosen it up there. Uh, we got to talk to the folks about Built Bar first, though. Did you know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor? Huh? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. And if you don't know the Built Bar flavors, well. You're missing out. You know, I went to my, uh, this is actually a true story. I was at my girlfriend's house last night and she ordered some built bars because I talk about them all the time. And she said, dude, I need you to take home this, uh, raspberry cheesecake built bar. And I said, dude, thank you. Keep it. It's the most delicious tasting thing I've ever had in my entire life. This is a true story. You guys are looking at me right now, laughing, smiling, thinking it's a made up story. I swear it's not. You don't have, uh, dude, you just ruined you just ruined the whole thing. I'm just kidding. Uh, so there's something for everyone. You want to know what my flavor is? Well, I think now it's kind of the, the raspberry cheesecake. After what have you loved, you know what I'm saying, fellas? If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mix box where you'll get uh, two of each of the nine flavors. That's actually what I got. So I did get to try all of them. They were delicious. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. A couple other flavors have 18 grams of protein, just 180 calories, just five grams of sugar, and only five grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today. Go get that raspberry cheesecake. Uh, and if you don't know what to get your mom on Mother's Day, well, most moms love Built Bar. I was actually introduced to Built Bar from my mom. Another true story that probably sounds unbelievable, but it is the truth. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use promo code LOCK15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. And you'll get 15% off of your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Also got to talk to the folks about Bet Online. 
Uh, if you want to make this weekend a little more interesting outside of the draft lottery stakes, as a lot of teams are, are gearing up for playoffs, trying to figure out their uh, positioning within that sphere, uh, go ahead and over to Bet Online. Place a little bit of money on these games. Baseball is in full swing. The playoffs are about to start heating up everywhere else. Uh, and you can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC slash MMA action at Bet Online. Before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline, your online sportsbook excerpts. Tipped by Rasmussen, gathered back in by the Hurricanes, and they missed you. Here comes Verana. Verana right in on goal back. It scores! What a beauty! beauty. Jacob Verana displaying his skills right there to cut the lead in half. All righty, boys. We are here, segment three here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We're doing a little bit of how do you feel about a Friday and the week on a fun note. Thank you to everybody who took the time to tune into our shows this week. Uh, it's been a good season. It's been a long ride. I've appreciated being able to uh, to come on here after each game or just every night for the most part and, and be able to talk a little bit of Red Wings hockey. It's something that I definitely appreciated over the pandemic, and I was really excited to see it all uh, come back and, and get back to watching games with you guys. So uh, just an incredible, incredible time. And if you don't mind, we're going to wrap up this week with a little bit of fun. So why don't you start us off, Ethan? Uh, power washes, how do you feel about them? Ooh, never used one. Always wanted to because the Facebook videos look very yeah. satisfying. I, uh, I've also never, uh, never used one, but I love watching the videos. They're sick. Well, I'll, I'll have you guys know that I've, I've used one in the past two days and it is better in person <laughs> than it is on video. It was so much fun and I highly recommend it. Just find something that needs to be power washed. I, uh, I've like had stuff at my house, like, but like it was when I wasn't old enough to use the power washer. So like, I've like watched my dad do it IRL, but you know, not Found never, something. never so buy wait, my, so you have one? my, what? No, you we like borrowed it from somebody. Oh, well, my, my girlfriend's family owns one and that's the one I was using. It was, oh. so they're was the rich friends. It was worth it. <laughs> power uh, washers aren't that expensive yeah and but how often do you I, use them after well i'll have you know that after i used it i said i can find a lot more things to power wash <laughs> i'm sure you that was a lot of fun yeah yeah if you have a power washer you're just gonna go around power washing things yeah but, like on a functional level you find scott, it scott how do you feel about a friday what do you got for me power wash a tree i don't have anything right now you go first uh i can see you looking around the house think outside the box scott don't be an <laughs> I'm, I'm doing don't be anything crown molding crown molding how do you feel about crown molding? <laughs> <laughs> i actually have one written down that i that i no longer uh can oh new jersey won by the way oh well there we go <laughs> how do you feel about it <laughs> how do how do you guys feel about how do you guys feel about the devil's winning yeah that's a good one scott damn that's what i was gonna <laughs> Uh, uh, Vancouver's up four to two as well after one. So oh, well, there we six go. goals in the first, pretty, pretty high scoring first period there. So to take another, uh, low Wayne line, if we're going to do this today, 
look me in my face because I ain't got no worries about, I ain't fall, got no about worries. falling below the Canucks in the draft lottery. Wow. Yeah. Lil um, Wayne's my favorite. How do you guys feel about Lil Wayne? <laughs> I'm not Lil- even kidding. This no, is important I, to me. Yeah, yeah. No, I love Lil Wayne. That's uh, yeah, good. The Carter Four, I think that came out like during senior year of high school. That's like one of my favorite albums ever. Sure. Uh, what is it? Is, is, it, is it a metaphor? Is that what he goes off of? Is that his basic metaphors, similes, metaphors, similes, yeah. anything? Yeah. yeah. Uh, like, any number of literary devices, frankly. Yeah, yes. There are some things where he's like, like uh, there's one line, like it's just like blatant. Like if time is money, I'm an hour past paid. And I'm just like, all right, look, look I get it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. he'll throw like yep. 50 of them into like one song and i'm like oh, yeah. how many does this it's, guy have it, with his sleep it's pretty unbelievable it's ridiculous yeah, it's ridiculous, it uh, is ridiculous. <laughs> he's the man i love him so much gunpowder my hourglass go- like, I, I, I just googled best low wayne lines because wayne win and they lose i call him april call babies. april baby because they, they, they lose <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Real G's moving sides like lasagna is one of the yeah, best lines. Yeah, I mean that history. is. I mean that's that's one hundred percent. Quite literally, one of the best lines in the history of rap. So it's Tunchi Lee, you bitch, you you hot <laughs> as a igloo. Kick back on that Glock. Call that jujitsu. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> bars. <laughs> Pretty underrated. He's got uh, so many. <laughs> so many. Wait, hold on. I got one more. My homie T roll up my blunt skinnier than Rex Ryan. I'm counting money. I'm smoking plants. Call that shit math and science. Oh, I like that. Uh, how do you feel about a Friday golf? I, I actually don't know if you guys are golf guys. Big time. I don't think Ethan is. No, not really. I love it. Ethan, Ethan's the guy that goes and is like, hell yeah, I'll go and like get drunk and have a fun time. But then he like, he takes it too far and then he ruins it. No, it's not it. I just can't Whoa. hit the ball straight. And then I just drink and drive the golf cart around. That, that's, what that's, that's literally what I'm saying. I won't, I don't hit you're like, you're, it. We're like, come on, dude, come on. Dude. Even if you're not good, it'll still be fun. And then, and then you wield that power rates on the, on the fairway and, and, and make everybody miserable. Oh, I want to have fun. Well, I know, but your idea of fun is making other people bummed out. That's not true. Ethan is like, whenever we used to be like, when we used to be like at our friend's house and it'd be a sport that wasn't hockey, he just yelled the sports name repeatedly anytime anybody said something or like a play happened. And it was just to like, be like, this sport is so stupid, you know? <laughs> That was, that was the Ethan of like five years ago. No, that is the same Ethan that shows up every twice a week on this podcast. Maybe on this podcast. <laughs> Maybe on this. Are podcast. you saying you're playing a character on the podcast? Um, no, uh, no. So maybe I don't know. Who knows? Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, out. We're just letting it go over here. I don't know what's gonna come. Uh, anything else before we say goodbye to these beautiful people uh, for the weekend yet again? Go Devils! Go Devils! We're gonna have uh, we're gonna have Ted on for a TED Talk next week uh, after the Eisenman GM stuff. I'm sure that'll turn into like a three part episode. So subscribe. Uh, we'll see you guys all back here next week.
for the last time this season. Go Wings. We'll see you back here tomorrow, same time or Monday, same time, same place. It's your team every day. Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.